2: Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. Aaron Judge
3: has done it. Home run 61 on the season is in the books. What does Zach Wilson's return mean for the New York Jets? Plus, the New Orleans Pelicans are looking to change the narrative. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Sports Today.
2: Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story.
3: First, it was Roger Maris to 61 in the American League. Now, we get to add Aaron Judge to the list after what felt like weeks when everyone was just intentionally walking him. He hit a blast last night against the Blue Jays in an 8-3 Yankees win in what was also, by the way, an important game. For them, as they head down the stretch of the season, joining me now from Locked On Yankees, our friend Stacey Gatsoulias. And Stacy, this has been a special season for Aaron Judge. You called it early on, predicting it could be a special season for Aaron Judge. How do you attempt, at least in this moment, to put this into perspective, given everything on the line here?
4: I just love the fact that the numbers work out so well because it's been 61 years since Roger Maris hit Mm. 61 and now he hits 61 and it's all coming together beautifully. And it's not just that he hits 61 home runs. I mean, he's in the running for the triple crown. He's having one of the best offensive seasons we've seen in a while. And it's been a joy to watch because he's changed his game a bit. And, you know, I know people were complaining about a lot of those walks the last week. He has made it so he's not swinging at pitches that are out of the strike zone and he's taking them and, you know, thinking about the pressure that he had going from 60 to 61, that there was a seven game stretch of him not hitting home runs and he wasn't flailing away at the ball. He just kept his game going. And that was just that was probably the best part of this past week, seeing him do that.
3: There's been this interesting discourse around this particular chase and this idea that it it actually the attention being paid to Aaron Judge undermines what we saw with Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa and then later Barry Bonds. And that 73 isn't really the number because of the asterisks that some people put beside those three names that I just mentioned. Given the standards in baseball now and the testing that we have for things like performance-enhancing drugs, how does this chase feel different to you versus versus now the contextual history that we have of those chases in the past?
4: I don't think of those records having asterisks. Um, and neither does Aaron Judge. He believes the real record is 73. You know, he the so, Yep. Yeah, the steroid era happens. We have to accept it. And it's a part of history. And it wasn't just Sosa and Maguire and Bonds. They just happened to hit a lot of home runs. There were pitchers that were pitching to them that probably took steroids. Mm-hmm. But I think what Judge is doing this year, he's hit 61 so far. He's batting over 300. You know, he lowered his strikeouts. He's So much further ahead than the second guy in home runs that that's also it's almost like Babe Ruth in that sense, because Babe Ruth was always so far ahead. He's out homered actual outfields of teams. Yeah, what he's doing this year is unbelievable because he's really like the only one, you know, with McGuire and Sosa and even Bonds, there were things going on in those seasons otherwise. And, you know, with social media and with all the streaming services and, you know, uh, all of the people breaking in to see Judge do this. It, it is a lot different seeing it now.
3: Also, I think it's important to say he is the favorite to win the MVP on a team that has a very good chance to win the World Series. It feels like that should matter here when we put this season into context. I remember talking to you back in in June, maybe maybe early July, talking about You know, the fact that he's having this kind of season in this kind of year for the Yankees makes this all just feel a little different.
4: Right. I know a lot of people are annoyed that so much attention is being paid to Aaron Judge, but it's the Yankee thing. It's the walkier thing. You know, he turned down the contract before the season started, and he came out and was basically just like, okay, now you can see what I'm going to do. And I mean, how can the Lamar Jackson?
3: bet on themselves, and have cashed in. Stay up to date all year on the New York Yankees by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and the Locked On Yankees podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, Zach Wilson is ready to make his season debut this weekend for the Jets. If you haven't tried Bilt Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. I had a Bilt Bar today. I eat them almost every day because they're delicious. And they're not just delicious. They're delicious and fuel for your body. My latest obsession is the cookie dough chunk puff. It's a miracle of modern science. It really is. 160 calories, 15 grams of protein, actual chunks of cookie dough covered in 100% real chocolate. And it delivers on all of the macros. It gives me... A protein-infused marshmallow. I'm going to repeat that. A protein-infused marshmallow. Are you kidding me? To check this out for yourself, because seeing, or I guess tasting, is believing. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15%.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason... If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Finally,
3: some good injury news in the football world. Cleveland Browns defensive lineman Miles Garrett has escaped his car accident relatively unscathed, possibly even still playing this Sunday. That would be wild. The Buffalo Bills are also looking up as cornerback Dane Jackson, who injured his neck in week two and was hospitalized, made his return to practice yesterday. It is a reminder, these guys are just. And I know we overuse this phrase, but they really are just built different. LeBron James, Kevin Love and Draymond Green are part of an ownership group in Major League Pickleball. The league is expanding from 12 teams to 16. Financial terms of the deal were not disclosed, but man, does it make me want to watch? It sure does. It does make me want to go play, especially with a beer in my hand. It sure does. The UFC announced last night that this Saturday's card will be closed to both the public and the media. UFC President Dana White wouldn't initially say, but later confirmed that this change is because Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg rented out the Apex Arena. Just hoping that we get to see Zuckerberg step into the octagon. Imagine that. Hurricane Ian has made contact with Florida and we hope all of you affected are staying safe and indoors. The NFL has announced that if the Sunday Night Football game between the Kansas City Chiefs and Tampa Bay Buccaneers needs to move from Tampa, that it will be played in Minneapolis. The series this weekend between the New York Mets and Atlanta Braves to potentially decide the NL East is also looking for alternatives.
2: Here is another story you need to know:
3: The New York Jets are on Locked On Sports today for something good in what might be a first for our program. Zach Wilson is going to play this week according to his coach after sitting out the first three weeks of the season. So our pal John Butchko from Locked On Jets is here to talk about it. I promised him at some point we would talk about something good that happened to the New York Jets. And here we are, John. Hey, look at us. Who would have thought, right? Not me, but here we are. And so what are you expecting from Wilson in this week not just long term but this week give yourself a little credit peter because you were the one who
1: kept telling me john at some point you're going to come on and it's going to be good news
3: you're a man of your <laughs> word and i i
1: doubted you <laughs> we have good news though zach wilson is back i think you're looking for credible quarterback play look he missed the first three weeks of the season last year was very up and down and frankly there was more down than up you know you look at Some of the young quarterbacks who have succeeded in this league, some of them have had big second seasons. You think a few years back, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, both of those guys won MVPs. I think it was year two. That's not a realistic expectation for Zach Wilson. I think from where he's starting from, I think you look at the supporting cast, which is not terrible, but it's not on the level that it's going to lift him up. And another issue is that the Jets do have a problem at the tackle position. They just placed George Fant. I'm going into the bad news. I shouldn't be doing this, Peter. But (laughs) they just placed George Fant on IR. That is the third tackle the Jets have placed on IR. Their top three tackles are all on injured reserve. Mackay, backed in Dwayne Brown before him. That means Connor McDermott's going to be starting at left tackle. That's not good. You have a rookie fourth rounder, Max Mitchell, starting at right tackle. I think in context for a rookie fourth rounder, he hasn't been bad. But that's grading on a curve. Jets have issues at the tackle position. They're going to have to work around them. I think you want to see Zach Wilson show he's comfortable in the pocket. I think you want to see him show that he's able to slide within the pocket. That was something that was kind of lacking last year. I mean, there were moments where his pocket presence really kind of broke down. So Hmm. you don't want him under duress the entire game. I think the Jets are going to have to use their tight ends to help out these tackles extensively. But I think you want Zach Wilson to look credible. I think you want him to look authoritative in the pocket. You want him to be confident when that back foot hits and you want him to show he can deal with. You don't want him. You don't want him to be under pressure the entire game, but you want him to show a capability to slide within the pocket and deal with pressure.
3: When I look at what Joe Flacco did the last few weeks, I think a, a cynic is going to look at that and say, "Well, he he proved it can be done with these receivers, with Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, and some of the and Corey Davis and some of the people that have been put together here. They go out and they get Brees Hall in the draft. You mentioned the offensive line issues." If, if you look at it as an optimist, you might say, well, look at what Joe Flacco did with this team. If, if Wilson is as good as the Jets hope he is, then he's actually set up beautifully to succeed. So what from the first three weeks do you look at and say, okay, this is how I think this should help us frame what Zach Wilson does this week and moving forward?
1: I think Garrett Wilson's play. Garrett Wilson mm. has looked really good. He had a hundred yard game week two, a couple of touchdowns. He's creating easy separation. Now, you you look at the Flacco numbers; they look really good. There was a lot of garbage time product, production in there. Sure. One thing that was clear about he also Walker, turned
3: garbage time into not garbage time against the Browns.
1: there fairness, yes, yes, he did. Um, He. Frequently, Now, the second half against the Bengals was kind of a different story. He was just throwing the ball in for grabs. But for the most part, he was very careful with the football. He did not like throwing into tight windows. He was not going to throw the ball unless he had a wide open window. And Garrett Wilson was creating wide open windows.
3: Stay up to date all year on the New York Jets by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and the Locked On Jets podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, how can Zion Williamson and the Pelicans... Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all of your gambling needs. Shohei Otani takes the mound tonight as the Angels are minus 240 favorites over the Oakland Athletics. Goodness gracious. In the early Major League Baseball slate, the Detroit Tigers are minus 130 favorites over the Kansas City Royals. And for Thursday night football, a line that has bounced all over the place, the Cincinnati Bengals are now three and a half point favorites to beat the only 3-0 team in the AFC, the Miami Dolphins. After opening as two and a half point favorites, that line has been as big as four. But online is always where the game starts.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
3: Host of Locked on Pelicans, Jake Madison, sat down with Antonio Daniels, the Pelicans' color analyst, to talk about Zion Williamson and the Pelicans changing their narrative. To have
5: an engaged, focused Zion that is 100% on board, if I'm a Pelicans fan, I am hyped. I am hyped. Like, you think about all the things that have gone wrong, the national media saying this about Zion, saying this about New Orleans, and no one wants to play in New Orleans, blah, blah, blah. Think about what happened this year with C.J. McCollum, the trade for C.J. McCollum. And the first thing he said when he got off the plane was, New Orleans is where I want it to be. And now you bring in and sign your generational talent for the next five years? Man, if I'm a Pelicans fan, I'm geeked.
0: You said something there, though, I want want to touch on. I've been kind of calling this Zion 2.0, in a sense. And Mm -hmm. you just said, you know, an all-in Zion here. We're seeing that in a way that we haven't before. And I think that's one of the biggest things, right? And maybe there were reasons for that. Maybe it was the injury and him not wanting to be around and not being in the right mental space, and he spoke to that. Right. Signing the contract extension at the Dryads YMCA. Being in New Orleans around the facility this whole offseason, which he hasn't done before. You know, he's in better shape than we've seen in a long time. And I, I don't like the feeling I, mean, I agree with you on all of that, but you can see he just physically looks better than he has. As you said, it's, it's a Zion that seems... Like, more committed than we've ever really seen before. And that's got to feel so good if you're a Pelicans fan.
5: I get a lot of credit to, first, David Griffin, Trajan Langdon, Coach Willie Green, and the culture that he implemented this year. Because what that did is, even when Zion wasn't here, and he was in Portland, and he was rehabbing, he saw what was going on here. So then when he comes back here, and he's at shoot-around, and he's at practices, and you see the way that Willie Green conducts himself. You see the way that he empowers his coaches, the way that he communicates with his players. When you are on the sideline and you get an opportunity to watch something special happen, you can't wait to be a part of that something special that transpired. So when this team was 3 and 16, right? Completely mm-hmm. different thought process at that time to what it was when this team won two playing games versus San Antonio Spurs and then the LA Clippers and then went into Phoenix and won game 2. So I remember talking to Zion during that time and him saying, gosh, I want to play so bad. Like, dude, you, you, bro, your time will come. Yeah, we knew he wanted to play. It'll come. <laughs> right, he wanted to play. And, and I get it. And you want to play because you are watching something special kind of play itself out right before you. And when something special is playing itself out before you, you want to be a part of it. So then when that season ended, Jake, like you said, it, wasn't, it was no longer about words. Because what people will always say about Zion, oh, why doesn't he say this? Or oh, why doesn't he say that? And I think one of the best mottos in life in general is actions speak louder than the words. I don't care what you tell me if you don't follow it with action, but you don't have to say anything and then follow it with action and I'm on board. And what Zion has done, he has not said a lot, but he sure has done a lot. And you, you just mentioned and referenced a lot of it and getting in shape, Best shape I've seen him in in quite some time. Being around the facility, being around the guys, being, he has now infused himself into the community. That's huge. That's huge when you're making yourself feel like a part of the New Orleans Pelicans community. Like, I'm with you. I'm with you. It has nothing to do with words. And it hasn't had anything to do with words for me when it came to Zion. It's all about the actions that he had displayed since the season has been over.
0: No, look, in the biggest one, you know, other than obviously signing the contract and everything he's doing, it's Mm -hmm. it's the no player option. Right. You know, there's it sounds like there might be some protections in there. We'll see those all come out in the future. And I don't think they matter. Right. Because that only matters, as I've been saying, if they cut Zion and that's not going to happen, no matter what, (laughs) you know, the no player option. Right. It just simply says, like, I want to be here. That's as big of a commitment as you can make. Not getting out of this contract a year early and going to chase, you know, another team or get more money. It's I am fully committing to you similar to what Brandon Ingram did. And to have two all-star level players, you know, both having made an all-star team here and Zion getting all NBA votes. Both of those guys said, I want to be here. It took some of their
3: flexibility. away. That is a powerful statement. That is a powerful action. I think. You know what that's called Jake changing the narrative. The great thing about the Pelicans this season and moving forward is it is all on a superstar who has at times in his basketball career looked like a generational talent. We've seen Brandon Ingram step forward. They made the trade for CJ McCollum and they built a quality team with depth and pieces all over. It is up to Zion to make the difference. Banking on a player of his talent is exactly where you want to be as a franchise. He shows up, he looks healthy, he looks fit. The pictures and videos of him at Media Day made the rounds. He's looking jacked, cut up. He's always had big arms, but all of a sudden they look Swole. They look like he's been doing bicep curls and tricep extensions and all the good ones, the spring break exercises to get you where you want to be. Banking on that guy. The guy who scores inside whenever he wants to, who is a monster on the fast break, and who can take over games with his energy, his effort, and even his defensive intensity when he wants to crank it up as a help defender, especially. That is exactly where you want to be. And if anyone needs to change the narrative, it's Zion. Because the narrative is about him. Can he stay on the court? Can he stay in shape? Again, banking on a generational superstar. That's how you need to change the narrative. It's a pretty good place to be. And finally, Bill Belichick has been an NFL head coach for, you know, ever Always, you would think people would stop asking him certain questions, but um, some people don't learn.
2: Does he have a high ankle sprain?
1: Day by day. What do I look like? Uh, a doctor, an orthopedic surgeon? Like I don't know. Talk to the medical experts. What do the medical experts on staff said to you? Day by day. Like well, evaluate him, I mean, what difference does it make to me? What do, you, do you think I'm going to read the MRI?
3: Did anyone ask if he stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night? I just, like, I I feel like this is information we could have used. Anyway, thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go make your favorite team's Locked On podcast your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, could the Cincinnati Bengals dethrone the 3-0 Miami Dolphins on Thursday night football? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports
2: today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason,